All right, so round two with one player in particular tonight. We're going to be getting our final player into the game. And that would be one Kanan. Now, Kanan has been stuck in a bit of a predicament for quite a long time. Would you like to introduce your character and why exactly is he in the plane that he's in right now? Because he underestimated a sorceress. And lesson learned. Never underestimate a sorceress. So, unfortunately for Kanan, he had a run-in with Collis quite some time ago. This was after, specifically, a battle that occurred when the Seraphim that was using Collis's body to go after a certain demon lord took pity upon her. And in that moment of pity, she made a mistake. And it allowed Collis to take over her body once again. Consuming that Seraph, it began what was called a bloody task of culling a lot of other angels in revenge for what one did to her. Now, Kanan, being a paladin sort of being, as mentioned, underestimated poor Collis and decided to go after her himself. He almost got her. He almost had her pinned and he almost drove his sword through her chest. But at last possible second, the Fallen opened up a portal into another dimension. And for years, Kanan has been stuck in a world that is perpetually twilight and a sea, not that deep, but he can never reach the mountains that surround him, forever stuck in this wading pool. Now, Kanan, you've been stuck here for quite some time. How's your mind doing? Doing fine. Yeah? Well, good thing. Your luck's about to change. Without warning, you notice the sun has started to sink into the horizon. It's never done that. Ever in the entire time you've been here. It's always been searing and burning your face. And yet, tonight, it's gone down. And as you see it disappear into the horizon and turn the sky a red, you realize the sky has began to crack. Something's happened. And within a moment, you feel the ground trembling as this plane of existence starts to twist and turn. I need you to make a intelligence and occult role for me. Difficulty six? Yes. Three successes. Fantastic. You realize in a moment that it seems the witch's spell is starting to break down. You don't know why yet, but it's an opportunity. That being said, 
you notice that the waters that have drenched your feet for years is actually sinking away into cracks beneath your feet into the ground. The rumbling increases and you hear the distant cries of birds as they take to the air, freaked out by what's happening at this time. You start making a run for one of the nearby mountain ranges and actually find yourself making progress this time. Now you have an option. Do you try and climb or do you try to duck into the canyons that you can see along the path? Climb. You're gonna climb up. Okay. Vantage point. That works. So you begin to climb up. At first it's not that hard. You've also got immense strength giving what you are. And as you haul yourself up, you start seeing that the ground that you were standing on before is starting to sink away into nothing but darkness. I need you to make a, a strength and athletics roll. Two successes. Wait, how did it? Didn't say greater than or equal to. A zero, apparently. Yeah, and zero. Zero successes in this case. As you climb, you do realize that as the ground is trembling, your grip reaches out for a ledge and it slips and it comes crashing down. You fall a few feet down, but manage to grasp yourself onto another ledge just in time. You get pelted with rocks and debris. But you wait a moment, shielding yourself with your wings as you sit and wait for the next tremble to disperse. Once it does, you begin climbing up again. After a few more moments and dodging a bit more rocks and debris, you do make it to the top. But as you look up, you see that the sky has cracked and the familiar sigil of the witch appears in the sky, but it's different. It's broken in places. And after a moment or two, you realize that the pieces of the sky are coming down, crashing into the waters that you were standing in just a moment ago. A few fall around you, but for some reason this mountain range looks safe. Now, as you survey the area, you realize the planet that's hanging in the sky looks actually to be Earth itself. And if you look below, you can see a black swirling mass of red as it looks like this plane is being devoured or retaken back into something. You feel that the powers of this world are waning. The spell, the curse, whatever she casted upon you, it's losing power. And you're starting to feel more of your old abilities to come back to you. You don't exactly know portal magic, but you've seen it and been through it enough times in your services and in the wars you've fought. You do pick up on something in the distance, something familiar, like a portal. I need you to roll your wits and occult this time. And your difficulty is actually four. Two successes. Okay. 
I am an idiot and I've been doing D6s this whole time. <laughs> roll that again for me, please. You know, I'll take two hits. I'll do another roll, that's fine. That's I'll take better. four as well. <laughs> so you stand at the pinnacle of this mountain range, at least the one that one spire that you managed to climb yourself up on, and you're taking a look around and realizing, yes, that is a portal you feel somewhere in the distance. And as you look around, trying to pinpoint it, you realize it's more in the mountain range itself. And it feels old, like it's been there. Just the power and magic that Collis had put on this place had been hiding it from you. You had an exit this entire time if you could only figure out how to get around her tricks and her spells. But that doesn't matter, as now this is your chance to get out of this hellscape that she created for you. To imprison you, to stop you from basically stopping her plans. You realize it's to the southwest of you, and it's deeper in the mountain ranges. Do you want to try and fly? to it, or do you want to try and climb down and follow the caverns? Flight. Practical as ever. If you've got them, use them. You push yourself off from the peak of the mountain and you fly towards where you sense the energy of a portal from. And as your wings carry you along, at this time, night has fully settled and it is dark. Your eyes hasn't been in the dark for years at this point, so after a moment it takes a little while to adjust to it, but you do in your natural form and you're able to see. As you fly, you realize that this entire time the sorceress had played a cruel trick on you. Just in the mountain ranges were valleys full of life shade and water and you can feel the coolness rising up however with that coolness the air in your wings changes a little bit becomes a little bit more turbulent i need you to roll a dexterity and athletics difficulty uh six five successes this is old air stop me. <laughs> Given your age and your strength, this is no problem. You felt this before and it's never phased you before and by god, if you're not going to let it bother you now. You're so close to freedom. As you swoop down, ignoring the cool air as it rustles through your feathers and your wings, you do feel the pull of the portal being exceptionally strong on you now. The portal sat in the middle of a clearing, surrounded by a sort of natural moat. You land on the small island where the portal is and it's familiar to you. You saw it for a moment when you were thrown through. A red outline of light and inside a shimmering image. It changes every few seconds to places you don't necessarily recognize at all. Some places look like a desert, some look like villages, one even looks like the bottom of the ocean. But you wait 
and see one in particular that looks like a cobblestone street. You decide to take a chance on this one and step through. And in a moment, you feel the coolness of wherever it was that Kala sent you disappear behind you. And you arrive in a very different world in just a matter of moments. yourself back in a world that feels familiar. You've been here plenty of times on missions, but it feels different here. You hear different sounds. Not familiar to you. At least the one thing that you do know is that you sense humans around you, at least. You can hear them going about their day problem is, is that it's daylight out and you find yourself in a precarious situation. You are dressed as you were when you decided to go and face Collis. Wings and all out, but luckily you landed in an alleyway. What do you do next? So I assume I'm in a bit more tattered robes. Yep. Being in that plane, it definitely did take a bit out of your wardrobe. The years of wind and sand and being in ankle-deep water has definitely decayed and frayed your clothing. It's not quite as whole as it once was. I'll need some way to hide until I can find out how to accomplish my goals. Alright. Like I said, you luckily did land in an alleyway, and you do see doors up and down this way. You see cars or these strange vehicles that flash for a moment, but the alleyway's entrance is so far down and so far away that you can't quite tell what's going on down there. But you know going out among humans looking like this is not a wise thing. In fact, in some factions of your own brethren, this would be considered a death sentence if you expose yourself. So, around you, you immediately see at least three or four doors. Two of them have boards over them. And you also see a gate and a fence. The fence you can't see beyond, but the gate you can see some kind of grassy clearing with some garbage and foreign objects in it that you might be able to slip into. Which way do you want to go? Can I hear anything past the any of the doors? Not presently, no. You don't hear people talking. It seems very quiet. Most of the sound that you're hearing is coming from the street at the end of the alleyway. Damn noisy mortals. 
It's what they do best. I'm sure I can cobble together something from the garbage to at least hide my wings. For now, because you know it'll be painful to force them into your back at the moment. Um, let's take a look. Let's see. What do you have that we could possibly do? Okay. What I'm going to need you to do is do an intelligence and stealth check for me. Difficulty of four. One success. Ooh. Well, looking around, your options are pretty sparse, but you do find a dark green tarp laying over a what looks like a container of garbage. Very large and square. It's got an angular top to it that folds up and down with these dark lids. You grab it and you wrap it around your wings. Sure, it works when you fold your wings down as far as you can go, and it looks like you got a pack on your back. But a curious human might be able to determine that something's not right here. Also, given your get up. But at least you can tie it off using some of the fabric from your robes and kind of secure it in place to kind of hide your wings for now. Now that that's secure. Where do you want to go? Is there any way I can climb to the roofs? Looking around, you do see quite a few fire escapes, platforms with ladders that go down. In fact, one is to your right, maybe a few paces away, but the ladder is about, about half your height up above your head if you want to try, you could probably imagine jump and grab it, but you can't use your wings since you've now concealed them. That's fine. I mean, jumping's not exactly difficult. No. So you walk up to this ladder and gauging it for a moment, figuring it out, you crouch down a little bit and with a good push, you launch yourself up and you grab onto the last bar of the ladder with a loud clang as some of your old armor hits the metal. You do see somebody look down the alleyway for a moment curiously, but they walk on. They don't really do anything. So you begin to climb up and I'm assuming, do you want to go all the way to the roof or are you peeking into windows as you go? Roof. Okay. I don't care what portals are up to. I need to find out where I am. Okay. So you continue to climb all the way up, not pausing for a minute, not giving in to any sort of curiosity. You need to get up so you can figure out where exactly you are in the world. And when you get up there, you look around and realize the sun is at its zenith. It's high above you and it is hot. You look around and in the distance you see towering buildings made of glass that glimmer in the sun. A bit different but you quickly realize, thinking about it, there's only a few places on planet Earth that have glass towers like this so densely packed. You're in New York. 
certainly not where you face call is. Where did I last face her? You think back for a moment, trying to figure it out exactly. It's been so long since that fight, but you distinctly remember. No, it was... It was in a forest. And it was cold. And there was snow everywhere. It was a small village that you remember somewhere in Europe. Maybe northern Europe, exactly. She had just burned down a basically a cloister of your brethren's who are living with humans. A hunter group. Specifically called the Retribution. And she destroyed it with her followers. Somehow you managed to get her on her own and that's when the whole fight played out and you underestimated her and her abilities. So you are a far way from where you originally entered the world with the sole purpose to put down the Mad Seraph. Now you're clearly across the ocean in a whole other continent in a very different world. I can't exactly fly across the ocean. No, you would probably get very tired. You do know that there are ways to quickly travel from one place to another for your kind, but for right now, just getting out of that portal of that damn plane, you can't really sense anything to get you back there. But you do feel something. I want you to make a wits and occult roll. Difficulty of three. Six successes. Fantastic. And one of them being a ten. So, thinking this over and retracing your path in the world, you start to realize that even though you're not in the place you left all those years ago, you do sense something familiar. And it does feel like Hollis. That sort of metallic smell in the air, this twinge of what smells like spices, specifically one that you know as dragon's blood. It's everywhere. It's faint, but you can pick up on it. And it's certainly here. And it's not that old, maybe two days. The more you walk around the building, you realize that the smell is coming from the breeze and it's surrounding the place. She's here, or at least something of hers is around here in the city. Well, saves me having to fly across the ocean. Anything to try and avoid a over-the-ocean flight. You could do it, but it's not the most pleasurable and it's actually quite boring. But, that being said, okay. So you know something's here in the city, in particular. You've got that going for you, at least. Just now, trying to pinpoint it is gonna be 
the interesting part in all of this. As you look around and you peek over one of the buildings, you do see a very large building that looks more like a design out of what you would recognize in Greece, maybe. And there are a lot of people there surrounding it. What you realize is that that draw of power that you felt earlier is coming from around there. It's not quite the same, but it's familiar to you. That's for sure. Do you want to go and check it out? Or do you want to try and hide your wings specifically before going anywhere? As a large group, I'm going to have to actually hide my wing. Mm -hmm. A few small humans, different story. That would be those humans' problem. But I can't go slaughtering dozens or potentially hundreds of them. Correct. Pretty much the powers that be would frown against that. You only kill humans when absolutely necessary, but in this case, even though you sense something familiar, this might not be worth it. Now, in order to hide it, I need you to make a resolve and a cult roll for this with a difficulty of three. Six successes. You dread what's coming. You know what you need to do. Even though this host body that you've been in for God knows how long, it's still painful to do this. After moments of concentration, you sit, grit your teeth, and you feel the cracking of bones in your spine and shoulders as your wings retreat into your mortal host's body once again. It's painful. And you are able to bite down and stop any cry from coming out. But God, does it hurt. Fortunately for you, you've done it enough times that the pain, once it's done, it subsides. And now you do look like a human. Though your robes make you a little bit conspicuous. The tarp that you had secured to your wings earlier falls down behind you and just lays out now on the rooftop. I'm going to go down the fire escape a story and look into the home there. Okay. So you go down while still trying to keep that strange building in the corner of your peripheral just to make sure you don't miss whatever that feeling is over there. You go down, you climb down the ladder, you peek in and it looks like normal humans dwelling, but no one's inside. The only thing you see moving along in there is a rather large dog. It's got sharp pointed ears, it's tall, maybe comes up to you about your hip, and has a long snout. It's black and brown, but it's asleep. Laying in the middle of the carpet, practically laying just on its side in the warmth of the sun. 
You could probably break the window and get in there, but it'll wake the dog, or do you try and just lift the window? I mean, I'm going to lift the window. Whether it's locked or not, I'm going to lift the window. Okay. If you're going to lift it, um, make a strength and stealth check right here. Difficulty? Uh, six. Four successes. Okay. So, you've been around dogs before. You know that they can be pesky, but they're not that bad. They're only doing what they were bred to do. You reach down, curl your fingers under the window, and with a good tug up, you hear a crack sound of the lock breaking. The dog lifts its head for a moment and then puts it back down, going back to sleep as you slide the window open and duck inside. The dog doesn't seem to move or even really notice you, but you're standing right next to what you believe they call a cupboard? Or a dresser? It's got doors on it, and when you reach out and open it, sure enough, you do see clothing inside. Is there anything specific that you look for? Uh, as rugged as I can. Okay. You find some basic jeans, some boots, some socks, though they got a few holes in them, and a pretty basic what you know to be called a t-shirt. It's got some kind of writing on it. There's a angel on it with his hands thrown into the air and leaning back and it says, what you think means lead zeppelin? It's whatever. But that's what you do find immediately inside the cupboard. Do you take that? Uh, I will also need something long sleeved. Okay. So you dig around a little bit more, and sure enough... A coat or jacket will work as well. What's that? A coat or a jacket would work as well. You dig around, and sure enough, you do find a jacket. It's heavy, and it's a leather jacket. And it's thick. Enough of your combat training tells you that could be actually very helpful, given circumstances. So you grab that. Yes. So, make note that you do have a plus one armor item now to your inventory. Alright. So you get dressed, and at this point, the dog's woken up. And it's looking at you. It seems confused why you're there, and it starts to snarl a little bit at you. I snarl back. And put everything that I've dealt with in the last God only knows how long into it. Normally I would make a intimidation check, but given the circumstances of where you have been the last few years, the dog senses that this isn't its fight. It immediately whimpers and backs down and lays down on the ground with its tail between its legs, shaking as it stares at you. It's not gonna... I finished getting dressed and leave. <laughs> You leave, and as soon as you step out, you hear the the dog barking its head off and coming to the window, but it's not going after you directly. It knows better. It's just upset that you were in its territory. Now, do you proceed to go down, or do you go back to the roof? 
So from what I remember of the roof, there wouldn't have been a way to make it over to this building from there. No, it's clear across a wide street that's at least four lanes, and if you even tried to jump it, it would definitely be out of the ordinary for a human to suddenly jump from that. Besides, the building across the street is about half the size of the one you were standing on. I'll go back down. Alright. So you climb out the fire escape and you go back down. You're in a different alleyway than the one you started in before, but it's easy enough to follow the alleyway out into the street. There's dozens of cars and a lot of people walking around. You see people taking, holding up devices in their hands and pointing it at the building across the street and tapping their thumbs on it. And you can hear a familiar old clicking sound you know it was a camera sound, but these devices don't match cameras that you're used to. It's been a while since you've apparently been on this plane of existence, so that might be something to consider. Though that feeling that you got earlier of Collis, it's there and it's stronger, but there's something different to it. It's a calmer energy than the one you faced in those forests. And it's right across the street from you. Is there any sort of, like, blockade or anything keeping me from just walking into there? No. In fact, what you see is that there's a wide street, a whole bunch of people, a crowd of people standing outside. This building that you're looking at, there's no barricades stopping you. In fact, there's humans all over the place up and down the steps, sitting on it, talking. I need you to make a wits and awareness roll for me real quick with a difficulty of six. I see nothing. <laughs> well, you see nothing, you do sense it. It doesn't stop you from going across the street, however, for right now. And the closer you get to the building, the more you feel something familiar in the air. It gets stronger and stronger with each step you take across. And as you're looking around, trying to pinpoint the source of it, you're damn sure that Collis is here, maybe. You can smell it. You can smell the dragon's blood, but there's a different smell to it as well. Whereas before, it was blood... And Jasmine, now you smell it with lavender? Different, for sure. And the energy is a little different, too. As you're scanning around looking for it, you suddenly catch something out the corner of your eye, and it's bright red. You look over, and you see a woman with shorter hair, but a distinctly red color that you remember. Do you go approach it? Or do you stay back and watch? Few questions. Is this the first redhead I've seen? Actually, yes. At least of this color. And the last time you seen somebody with this red of hair color, it was Collis.
going to make sure I can easily get to my blade under my coat and approach. You approach, and as you do so, you realize quickly, she's not alone. There's a woman that's with her talking, younger woman. But as you watch this younger woman, you get a distinct feeling of something off as well. You take a good look, and she's got very stark black hair. And what you think might be golden eyes? She's talking to this woman. She doesn't look like Collis. There's a close resemblance to her, but this woman, she's shorter. She has the shorter hair, and her eyes aren't the blood red that you remember. They're bright blue. And behind them is a very tall man. He's wearing a suit, and he stands in taller than you, even. And he has locked on to you, and is watching you very closely. He's looking to the other woman for a moment, and he leans in, and he whispers something to the redhead. She looks back, nods, and she grabs the arm of the young woman she's with, and they go off in a different direction. You can try to stop them. But you do see that the man that they were with approaching towards you. Which way do you go? Did the redhead feel like Callus? Like, is she the source of what I'm feeling or no? You do sense very familiar power off of this woman close to Collis, but you can't put your finger on it just yet. There's something off. It's It feels like her, but even looking at her closely, something's off. That's not her. Not the Collis you knew and remember. Not the red-haired, red-eyed, mad woman. This woman actually looks very calm and collected. And again, her eyes were a different hue completely. The energy was the same, but different at the same time. The man clearly knew her, correct? Yes. Without a doubt. With how quickly that he saw you, and then leaned in to whisper to her, you're sure that he told her something to get her out of the way. This man is obviously protecting that woman. Then I'll go speak to him. After a moment, you see that the two women disappeared into the crowd safely. And as he steps down, he's holding his hands in front of him, laced together in kind of a triangle shape at his in front of him as he approaches. And he looks at you, gives a look to your outfit, and cocks his head a little to the side. Can I help you? Potentially. Who was that woman? He looks over his shoulder towards the direction they went. A dear friend of mine. Depends on who's asking. Now, not normal for somebody to lock on to a woman in a crowded area and make a beeline for them. 
she is familiar but different. I wish to know why. And who do you think she is? I don't think she is callous, but I think she is close. The man's eyebrows raise immediately upon you saying that name. He gives a quick glance around as if concerned by you saying that alone. And he lifts a hand and makes a crooked gesture with his finger for you to follow him. And he heads in the opposite direction the two women went. Going towards what looks like a sort of enclosed park near this giant monolith of a building where there's fewer people standing around. As you guys make your way there, once out of earshot of most other humans, he turns on you and making the same resting gesture with his hand again. He frowns. And who are you to call us then? Not many people know that name around here unless they're looking for something specific. Forgive my wariness. I'm going to see her put through what she put me through. Endless agony. The man's... I will torture her until nothing remains and then I will kill what's left. The man suddenly looks very sad. Almost apologetic. Another poor soul, then, I assume. I can't say I'm surprised. There's many of you in the city. That young woman that you saw, she is not a threat to you. And she's not who you think she is. That is somebody dear to me that I will protect, but she is no threat to you or your mission in particular. She's trying to do the exact same you are. I could use help. I am new to the area. I can clearly see that. <sighs> Tell me, given that you picked up on her energy like that, that tells me that you are not like everybody else out there in that crowded pavilion. You're like us, I assume. How do I know that you won't harm my ward? I bear no ill will towards her. Do I have your word on that? As long as she does not stop me from getting my goal, I will not harm her. <laughs> well then, I hope you know that words are binding in that case and i do hold people accountable for that the man offers out his hand to you and as he does so you look at his hand and it is this withered old hand his nails are super long as well and jagged and you see tattoos upon them 
Roll an intelligence in the cult. Would my specialty apply or no? Uh, not in this case, no. Okay. Four successes. Looking at them, you realize quickly that this man is a mage. Wait, I oh. rolled too many dice for that. Oh. Two successes. <laughs> Either oh, way. Well, Either way. As you look at his hand as he offered it out to you, you do realize you don't exactly understand what these symbols are in particular mean, but you've seen them enough times and you know their glyphs that sorcerers and mages use quite a bit. This man is definitely like Callus, but a different kind. He holds his hand out for you to take it, obviously waiting as he smiles. My name is Lauren Harkland, and you are? Kanan. Kanan. No surname? Never needed one. He just raises a brow and his knowing grin just kind of spreads across his face for a moment before he pulls his hands back and hides them away in the coat pockets. And he pauses a moment and sighs, well... If that is the case, it is a pleasure to meet you, though you made me worried given the look in your eye when you saw my ward. I'll introduce you to her, though, again, I hope I have your word on you not harming her. Her name is Cersei Constantine. She's a hunter, but she's also a sorceress of her own caliber. That's probably why you sense something familiar about her. She's definitely s similar to that which I seek, but she's not it. I'd hope not, but truth be said, and you'll find this out yourself eventually. I might as well say it here before I introduce you to her. She is the daughter of the one you seek. But it's not her. I'm aware Did what- Did care for her daughter? The man's brows raise immensely before she was killed. In fact, she put her daughter in the care of outside of influences that she believed would corrupt and harm her daughter had her raised differently the girl is still learning her own powers for as long as she was around the girl actually avoided magic but you wouldn't know it if you watched her in practice today she's grown into it quite a bit upsetting but my word is my word and now you see why I had you give your word first <laughs> Unfortunately, like I said, my former sister, when she was taken from us, she did change quite a bit, and I am still trying to understand what exactly happened to her to drive her to such dark places. But Cersei's mission is to see to it that her mother is finally put to rest. And... 
She, he looks you up and down and tilts his head. Have you heard about the happenings and all the other supernaturals coming to the city looking for it? The last I knew, Kalos was raping out the retribution and I was attempting to wipe out her for doing so. Lord. I miscalculated. It won't happen again. Lorne raises a brow. What did she do to you exactly, if you don't mind me asking? I was trapped in a hellscape of her design for I don't even know how long. <laughs> that sounds like Hollis. Certainly. Planar magic was a specialty of hers before she died. Now, that being said... Wait. Well, Repeat that? He tilts his head a little bit. You hunt her, yet you don't know the stories? No. She died. <laughs> she died. And then became the Mad Seraph. However, if words to be believed... It sounds like the majority of her that was left, at least intact, has been devoured by some being. I can't get it out of Cersei who it was, specifically, but she does know. And because of it, problems have arisen. And there are many people in... New York that are now seeking pieces of my former sister and I fear what some may do with them and Cersei does as well so she's called upon those she knows to help her at least put her mother to rest the rest that she deserves not tricked this time and with that, he eyes you hard. You haven't really let on what you are, but this man seems suspicious of you. He might be making assumptions at this point. He can see my eyes and he knows what's going on. He can probably make a valid guess. Fair enough. That being said, he is still eyeing you very hard. He doesn't seem to trust you completely either, but he's going along with it. Given the circumstances, he actually seems like he is curious about what you can do and given your backstory. So Lauren pauses a moment and takes a handkerchief and rubs his forehead wiping away sweat that's gathered there. Look, I cannot apologize or speak for what Collis did to you or the retribution. But I can say that what you know of her was the product of what happened to her. The Collis I knew was different. And yet, forces took my sister away from us. And that was the monster you faced. If you want to get rid of her, 
you're going to have to seek Cersei. And if you want her gone, it might be worth teaming up with her daughter to see it done. Instead of all the other forces in the city that, one, I know which, wherever they are, are trying to raise her and bring her back. And others who sink her power for their own nefarious means. Imagine a being like a demon or, well, another ill-willed mage. If they got their hands on certain parts of her soul or items of hers, your little hellscape you were in might just be the tip of the iceberg of what they can do. His eyes narrow. He says nothing. I'm assuming, then, you understand the weight of the situation. From what I know and heard and collected over the last couple of weeks, multiple other supernatural beings are in the city. Oh, and I should mention, your retribution. Were you part of them? Or just subscribe to their ideals. I hadn't brothers and sisters among their ranks, but I was not one of them. Ah. I hate to inform you, but they have been destroyed. Some time ago, actually. About two years, I believe. They decided to attack Collis's Citadel, specifically in Hell. They didn't make it out, from what I understand. I'm sure there's a few straggling members, but the order is long destroyed because of their foolishness for going after her directly. He kind of tilts his head and gives a small coy smile. People need to understand and not underestimate her. I'm sure you can appreciate that. I've learned from my mistakes. That's why I'm seeking assistance this time. Then stay your blade and help us. I'll take you to Cersei. We have a location outside of the city towards the docks that we've been hiding out. There's a whole collective of individuals that are there as well. I might be able to get you some extra help as well, depending on how my compatriots feel. While Cersei is my ward and somebody I protect, there are others in the city that I work with that she doesn't quite know about. She's... She's very hot-blooded, just like her mother. Though her convictions lie more in line with a hunter than anything else, and... I am a little more subtle, so you'll be able to determine which form you prefer, directly working with her or perhaps with me. I will most likely prefer the direct route. <laughs> Soldier it is. Alright, well. Then let us go ahead and head back to that location. Oh, and I must warn you. 
as part of your word of not harming her, the individuals that she works with and called upon as well, they are under her protection as well. I believe some of the individuals you might have disagreements with. If you're going to do this, you're going to work with other beings like demons as well. I hope that's not a problem for you. If it is, I'll worry about it after the job is done. <laughs> Fair. You'll come to see that not all demons are horrible creatures. In fact, I believe the rumor is it was actually a demon that took out Collis, at least the Mad Seraph that we know. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Come, let's head back. I figure you could probably use a bit of a tour and clean up from wherever the hell my sister sent you to. Tour would be nice. <laughs> I could do without water for a while. Water? Oh. Well, can certainly make sure of that for you. But for now, I have a vehicle nearby. I believe the girls will be meeting us there shortly. And in the meantime, we can discuss and go over what you've missed in the years you've been locked away. And with that, you go with Lauren and sure enough, you do end up in what looks like actually a very nice old vehicle, something that you are a little bit more familiar with. This thing looks like it rolled out of the 1920s itself, but it's been modernized a little bit. You get in and Lauren starts driving and starts driving you around the city, showing it to you and explaining the various boroughs and districts of the city. Till eventually you guys do come to a dock, a warehouse-like area, and there's other vehicles parked out front. And you feel the familiar energy of wards being placed. But while you're with Lauren, you seem to pass through them just fine without any problems. And this is where I'm going to conclude our session. Just before meeting the rest of the team. And we'll be picking up on another day. <laughs>